The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hey, it's Jesse coming at you once again between Mondays with a bonus episode. Why? Well, because Kevin Bacon got in touch. You know, the actor Kevin Bacon. When I was a teenager, some college kids made that game about him, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Movie buffs challenge each other to find the shortest path between any actor and Kevin. Like my producer, for example, Sarah Storm. She's also a working actor. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jesse. Okay, so Sarah, let's play. Now, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that you do TV and not movies, but think broadly here. I'll, I'll think aspirationally, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love TV. I aspire. I aspire to be what you were not so long ago, which was a character on Law & Order SVU, right? It was a dream. Yep. Yep, yep. So I played this woman named Bronwyn Freed. Okay. So... Okay, Bronwyn. Yeah. Let's see if we can get from Bronwyn to Kevin. So Dean Winters, a prolific and amazing actor, you might know him from like the Allstate Mayhem commercials, has also done a big stint on Law & Order SVU. He's also done a pretty big stint on one of my favorite comedies, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which also features Kira Sedgwick, Kevin Bacon's incredible spouse, and also frequent co-star. Amazing. So that would give you essentially a bacon number of three. Yep, as I understand it. It strikes me that our connections are so much more than physical. And it is the way that we are connected as humans, putting our heads and minds together, that's going to stop all this. So now Kevin's trying to use his name to raise awareness about the importance of staying home, if you can. Plenty of people from nurses to doctors to bus drivers have to go to work. They don't have a choice. And we're grateful that they do, because at the moment, they're basically keeping the world turning. But all the rest of us have to do our part to keep them safer. And what's that? It's staying home. Hi, Kevin. It's Jesse Hempel, host of Hello Monday. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Jesse. Kevin, it's really great to speak with you. But I have to start by acknowledging that we're speaking during really challenging times. And so I wanted to start by just asking if everybody you're with is okay right now. Everybody I'm with is okay right now. I got a nice text yesterday from a friend who had been tested and who came back negative. So that made me, uh, that was my good news for that day. Um, Our circle is uh, very, very small small at this point, just in terms of, you know, who I'm actually interacting with in in any kind of a physical way. Uh, But I think that uh, I, I'm sure that you've noticed this, that we are at a point where because we're, uh, we're so um, stuck at home, we, we we're kind of reaching out to a lot of people that we haven't necessarily wouldn't necessarily uh, speak to and check in with old friends. And that's been a real, you know, a little bit of a silver lining. It has been a silver lining. The reason that we're on the phone today is to talk about something that you're trying to do yourself to help with awareness around this important thing that we need to be doing right now, which is staying home. We started thinking about ways to connect six degrees, uh, which is a you know foundation that I've had for many years, to um, 
this idea of staying at home and <clears throat> someone came up with the I stay home for uh, hashtag and because of my connection to this, you know, crazy game that has been around for years and because of the, the issue of uh, social distancing uh, versus connectivity, I seem to be a natural kind of fit. For a lot of years, I've been thinking about this this six degrees thing because when I first heard about the game, you know, I sort of thought it was a joke at my expense. And then it just didn't really go away. And um, and I started thinking about the fact that if you take me out of it, which is really what this is all about, it's really never, ever, Six Degrees has never really ever been about me. I mean, I was a kind of a random choice that happened to be on a TV screen when these, these college kids were sitting around and, and came up with the idea. Did you know the guys who created that game, which I've long loved? I think I was in college around the time that it was created. No, I never knew them. No, no, no. They were they were um, college kids from uh, I think it's Albright College in Pennsylvania, and, and uh, no, I, I had nothing to I had nothing to do with it. Um, uh, and I really appeared? think that it it just kind of appeared. And you know, this is before before social media, so and it was almost before even the idea of something, I hate to even use this word, but was before anything spread virally, you know, it was just a, uh, it was just this, you know, kind of crazy concept that people started talking to me about. And I started to hear about it different. I heard about it on Howard Stern. I heard about it on this, on the John Stewart show. Um, and, and I thought, Oh, this is kind of a nightmare because I thought that it was this joke you know, that can you believe a loser like Kevin Bacon can be, you know, uh, connected to all the greats in, in uh, Hollywood history. But then I started thinking, you know, if you, if, if you do take me out of it, and like I said, I mean, I just don't think it's ever been about me. The concept is actually a really powerful one. And that is that we are all connected. And sadly, uh, with this is a tough way to learn that, but this virus is a really, really good example of that two weeks ago we thought it was enough to just wash our hands and looking forward we have no idea what's ahead and i just think that one of the most challenging things about this for all of us is really sitting in the unknown and not being able to know what the next moment's going to be like and only understanding that it's going to be that way for a while um can't think of anything else in my lifetime that has caused me to become this comfortable with not knowing something. That's right. That's a tough thing to give yourself over to. I, I completely agree. Um, and, and also, you know, we're people and society that tends to want to plan for the future. And, uh, and we're now we're forced into a situation where we just have to take it one one day at a time, and it's uh, that's making things go feel kind of slow. I don't know if they do for you, but I I feel like time is kind of itching along, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I turn really? around, and I go, Jesus, it's only been a, it's only been a week. I mean, or or whatever it's been, you know, since I've been in um, you know, in this in this kind of uh, version or my version of lockdown. So. Uh, yeah, well, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I, I want to understand more about how your foundation works to connect people. Can you tell us more about that? 
Uh, you know, my my foundation is uh, always in a uh, kind of changing, morphing um, situation. When I was trying to put something together, I was at a point in my life years ago where I sort of felt like I needed to uh, get out of my own um, kind of self obsession about career and all these kinds of things. And I, and I looked to uh, Paul Newman and I saw what, what Paul had done with his food and, you know, the fact that he liked to cook and, and was then raising hundreds of millions, you know, for different uh, charities and selling this stuff. And, and I thought, well, what do I have that I'm branded with? And that's when the idea of six degrees kind of popped up. And I really didn't know anything about uh, philanthropy. You know, I'd been to benefits and I showed up and been in auctions and all that kind of stuff, but I'd never really been involved with launching something philanthropically. And frankly, you know, I'm still kind of learning. I mean, I feel like, uh, this is this campaign. It's hard to explain what we do, but this campaign would be sort of a good example of, of the, of the concept behind six degrees. Did you ever go back to those two college guys who created that game and thank them for setting you on this course? Yeah, well, I had been in touch with them. Uh, uh, yeah, I first met them uh, when John Stewart had a nighttime talk show. And, you know, it, it was at first I was like, you know, kind of like, I don't, I don't even want to meet these guys. Uh, you know, they've they've saddled me with this terrible thing. But then I saw that it really that they were actually extremely, you know, supportive and sweet and really like liked my movies. You know what I mean? It was actually, you know, they of actually course were, they did, was, Kevin. They were actually they were actually fans. And, and so I was like, OK, I got to kind of re- reframe this to touch um, through the years. You know, there was a moment when uh, I thought, well, maybe there's a way to make a buck on this thing. And, you know, and we had a uh, board game and we had a, uh, a you know, a book. But the truth is, is that the thing about the six degrees thing, which is I can't really think of too many examples of this, is that it's not anything that you can hold in your hand. You know, it's just it's just an idea. It's just a um, it's it's just a concept. And that's one of the things that I think is so interesting about it is um it's not, it's not tangible. It's almost like a, a strange kind of, you know, philosophy of, of the connectivity of human beings. And like I say, it's never been about me. Um, it's, it's always been about us as a, uh, as a, as a planet. Well, I think it is more than a philosophy. It's also a sense of comfort that the whole idea gives you that you can actually trace yourself to whoever you're around whether you know them or not, whether they live near you or not, somehow your actions, they impact everyone else's other actions. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. 
On my podcast Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And I think that brings us back to what you're trying to do with this campaign. And so I would love it if you would give us a directive. What do you want us to do? Stay at home, uh, you know, um, to, to the best of your ability. I mean, there's an article today in the, in the New York Times about that that's the... That's going to be the weakness of the virus. That has shown to be its its weakness is when people are able to uh, close their circle of the people that they have contact with. Know that it's going to end, but just just for now, avoid contact with other people and and have as, as little contact physically as you possibly can with your neighbors. I mean, if you go outside, you know, try to stay keep some distance with love and then and close the circle of the amount of people that you, you see, you know, and then all the other stuff. Listen, I'm not an expert. Um, I can only say that this is what I, this is what seems to be the, the, the thing that's going to work. And it's also what I'm doing. Um, you know, I have three people, my, my wife and my son are basically in, in our house. And outside of that, uh, you know, there's still people that I'll, I'll see, I'll see them, you know, on the street. Um, at a at a distance, we have to shop. Obviously, uh, you, you have to we have to be able to to eat. We have to be able to get food. Kevin, I have one more question for you. I'm just curious if this is having any impact on any artistic projects that you have going on this spring. I was in the middle of shooting a television series uh, for Showtime. It's the second season of a show that I'm on called City on a Hill. And we shut down halfway into our third episode and everybody went home. Um, and so I don't know when, when that's going to be up and running. Um, I have a bunch of music uh, that was recorded before uh, the virus with the Bacon Brothers, my, my brother and I. One of the last things we did was we were in a, in a studio for a couple of days and cut a couple of new songs. In terms of like home projects, uh, I feel really grateful that I have some instruments because having an instrument in your hand, being able to make music, I'm able to sing with my wife and, and uh, she plays a ukulele a little bit. And so we, we, we get to, um, you know, play some Beatles songs or whatever. I'm also just started writing a new tune. So that's been something good to focus on. We do love to cook. We're lucky in that way. I feel bad for people that either don't like to cook or have no kind of experience with it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at looking at anything in a, in a, uh, in a 
pantry and um, turning it into something edible. My brother always called it mung. It was just he just came up with this word just called mung, meaning nothing, which is just whatever you you take, you put it into a pan and you cook it, and then you it's like bachelor living, then you just you put the fork in the pan and you eat it. <laughs> We've expanded a little bit from that from mung, but but uh it's it's been a good skill to um to have. What's the secret to it? Is it like just add enough garlic and it's fine? Yeah. Yeah, you always yeah, if you have garlic and if you have garlic or onions, you always start with that and 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 then just go from there. Listen, that most most recipes do that if you really break them down whether it's, you know, Asian or Italian, um, you know, they at least the kind of the kind of food I like tends to Mexican, you know, all tends to start with that. Um, but yeah. listen, what are we? I'm not I'm, I'm not a cooking expert. I'm just just here making mung. Well, I hope that you enjoy it and that you have plenty enough to eat for a long time. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Cool. Best to you and your family. I'm Sarah Storm, and I'm staying home for my nibblings, for my spouse, and for anyone I could give this virus to if I'm infected and just am asymptomatic right now. It's not worth the risk. I don't want to kill people. And I'm Jesse Hempel. I'm staying home for my friends Andrew, Nelda, and Christina, all of whom had bone marrow transplants last year. Stay healthy, folks. That's it for this week. Please wash your hands. See you on Monday.